Yeah, hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to attend the Biparsal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to attend the Channelized Bing Bingus at the Biparsal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chat all sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily. Uh, Motti was back. You'll hear a little bit from yes, John. Yes, a couple of good little forward. moments from Motti. That was fun. He was good. Um, yeah, he told us about it. Yeah, he, he, he drifted into another sport. Very interesting story. That was good um, The guy from Bands FC came in. I thought that was good. We'll let them explain it. It was very really good. That was fun. Was very good. Uh, we had a chat. We, we did, yeah, yeah all that. Sporty stuff. And don't ask sporty me, stuff. it was quite quick fire. Yeah. And it was quite exciting. Very yeah, exciting. As you'll hear. Uh, men who speak more quickly, I don't know if you saw it in the sun today, have better love lives. Really? Love lives, rather. Yeah. Blimey, that bloke who does the terms and conditions at the end of our ads, he must be a stud, mustn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you, you would think so, wouldn't you? That's right. <laughs> and there was a great photo story in one of the papers yesterday of Wayne and Colleen Rooney. Mm. And uh, it said something like, what's the strap line in it? You don't really need the Rooney, do you? Yeah, no. When you say Wayne and Colleen, I think we're all with you. He said, the couple went largely unnoticed as they wandered around Washington, apart from the photographer who was following them, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah that's true. Yeah, they seem to be having a good time there. The Gary Johnson era. That began at uh, Torquay. It with did, yeah. We followed their good... fortunes, don't we, via our producer and our friend Charlie Baker That's and their right. National Obsession podcast. Very good 2-0 away win at Hungerford for, for the lads. Mm. And, uh, of course, the advantage with Gary was uh, that he replaced Gary Hours. So they only had to take, change one name on the manager's door. I suppose they wouldn't also on that tracksuit. I mean, the times That's are true. tough down in the National League. Right. Saved, <clears> saved a bit of money, got a, didn't they? You've only got to pick off the O, haven't you? Carefully pick off. <laughs> use the old transfer iron, get it off, <laughs> got it and then just sorted. stick the J on there. You <laughs> might see the outline of the O, but it doesn't really matter. No, that's true. Save a few quid on the tracks. And, uh, yes, there's some quite strange <clears> photos of John <throat> Lydon, uh, the former Sex Pistols frontman, Johnny Rotten as he is. Uh, he certainly has put on a bit of weight. He looks like Neville Southall. Yeah, he's... Um, What's happened to him, really? There? They say life on the road has, um, has affected him. Well, yeah, these things can happen, I suppose. Yeah, they're, they're sort of hot and cold running buffet every night backstage. <laughs> but he, he didn't even look himself, did he? No, you don't, you don't have trouble different. sort of recognising him, really. Now, we're going to ask the listeners to get involved in this today. And we'll ask uh, Lloyd Griffith about it as well when he comes in, if he's got any tales like this. Lee Johnson, um, is, he's doing rather well out of Marley Watkins. Uh, back-to-back league game for Bristol City for the first time. Mm-hmm. Did so in the Football League for the first time since January 2016. And and Lee Johnson, the manager, uh, said that the first time uh, he actually went and met him and wanted to get him involved, he said, I f- he went up to Scotland, he was playing in Scotland, I flew up to watch him and convince him I wanted to sign him. It was after Inverness won the Scottish Cup and he could hardly speak. Um, he was that hungover. 
<laughs> he said, yeah, drink, good. drink had made it yeah. almost impossible for him to speak. Yet despite that, uh, Lee said, I thought I'd sign him anyway. He seemed like a good lad. Well, that's good. So, but that wouldn't have been the greatest first impression. You would imagine no. he would have stunk a booze as well <laughs> yeah. after a big night celebrating. But maybe, you know, some people when they're drunk are fun and some yeah. people aren't, as we know. And maybe he would, he Well, it like sounds like Marley bloke. was catatonic. <laughs> Is it, as he said, he could so barely how could he, speak. How could he judge whether he was a good bloke or not? Well, I don't know. Maybe he thought he was enigmatic or something. <laughs> <clears throat> so anyway, yeah. we're interested in hearing from you today about the, those first impressions. That didn't ultimately matter. Maybe you got over mm-hmm. it. Maybe you got through that barrier, that initial barrier. But first impressions this afternoon, whether it was for boyfriend, girlfriend or potential one uh, or a, a job interview or whatever it was, in-laws, but um, if you if you can't think really of a worse first impression than you made on someone, did you get over it? Or maybe you didn't. Let us know. Um, but I'd say Marley Watkins managed to somehow, despite being filthy drunk from the night before. And uh, I was watching Red Zone last night, the uh, NFL. It's pretty the best hour in sports mm. TV if you like American football. Okay. They cover every game and it's when it gets close to the goal line that's why it's called the red zone then they go to each game and yeah. you get the finish I, I don't watch all of it I just watch the, I like the last 45 minutes you get sort of the finish of games it's very exciting and it's, they do it brilliantly yeah. but they had Cleveland they hadn't won Cleveland Browns had not won since 24th of December 2016 they went the whole of last season losing they lost the first week mm-hmm. they had a chance to take the lead with about a minute to go and uh, the kicker Gonzalez put the ball wide left oh no right that was a disaster New Orleans came back down the field sort of uh, took the lead with a field goal and then they still had time the Browns to, to tie it up and Gonzalez he, he did two to the left and so he knew what he was going to do you knew he was going to overcompensate and so there it went, straight to the right. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. It's about a bad day at the office. What happens in the world of sports know, it's, sometimes, it's isn't tough it? yeah. sometimes. You know, you did feel for him. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a, a very enjoyable. A good win for West Ham, I thought, as well. We'll talk yeah. about with Motti. It was a good time to play them, though, wasn't it? I mean... A lot yeah. of injuries, but still well, good goals. And, they, you know, they t- when it got to 2-1, the way their hmm. form had been, you thought they might have got rattled, but they went on and got the third, didn't they? Took it away yeah, from it's them. It's funny because it was a bit like the Arsenal game where they had the chances but didn't take them. And in that game, they did take them. Hmm. He's, uh, of course, just coming into form in time to play Chelsea, their first game after the Thursday-Sunday thing. So that'll be interesting. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. John, we know you're going to um, watch a bit of Stevenage, Grimsby. You're down to League Two. Oh, I'm quite happy. Taking in a game. Yes, absolutely. That's right. But afterwards, you're off to the boxing, aren't you? You're going to see the Anthony Joshua fight. I am, and um, looking forward to it. I mean, it's it's one of the great uh, sort of opportunities here to see him live at Wembley and mm. building up to the next fight and all the rest of it because I, I think he'll beat Povetkin but it isn't a given No. Uh, although the guy's in the latter stages of his career and Joshua should be able to deal with him and then we'll see what happens if ever we get round to the Joshua the Wilder, Wilder fight, fight which is the one we all want to see. Have you ever brought, have you ever um, commentated on boxing? Yes before? I've got one memory of commentating on boxing for radio I actually had as my co-commentator Muhammad Ali <laughs> Because they, <laughs> wow. no, it was true. Wow. At 1974, he was about to fight Joe Bugner, and the promoters brought him over on a tour to sort of publicise that fight. Bugner was fighting a, an Argentine opponent at the, at, at the Albert Hall, um, and Muhammad Ali sat next to me, wow. and I was privileged to say at the end of the first round, and now here with his thoughts, Muhammad Ali, and he gave a summary. <laughs> Then the second round started and Bugner flattened the bloke within seconds. Yeah. So I turned Muhammad to Muhammad Ali for a, a comment with the mic. 
he'd gone. <laughs> well, when I say he'd gone, he'd left his jacket on the chair and yeah. he, he ducked under the ropes and he was sparring, you know, a mock fight with Bubba. gone home. No, no, not quite. But I can say, although it was only for three minutes, yeah. um, I sat in the commentary position <laughs> with Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, fantastic. that's a pretty good claim to fame. Well, we'll enjoy the, the fight. Not, not that, that is it? Yeah. It's good. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Noggin in Newcastle has been back in touch. He sends oh, us, I he love, waits. I love Noggin's letters. Uh, Noggin just sends us uh, a batch of letters from the world's greatest letters page, the Newcastle Chronicle. Mm. There would, I'm sure Viz, the boys on Definitely Viz. Definitely inspired it, didn't got they? Their, yes, because they just have great letters, constantly have great letters. Um, and these are a couple of the best ones that Noggin sent over to us. This comes from uh, John Owen Douglas in Edinburgh. While your readers seem unlikely to agree on Brexit, I wonder if they can achieve a consensus on the burning question of our times. Why do modern untrained toilets require the operation of two buttons to close and lock the door, but only one to unlock and open it? I mean, we've all thought <laughs> well, it, haven't we? I wouldn't open with that, mate. And the other one came from Chris B. Um, not Chris B. B Duck, Duck, not him. Yeah, no. uh, he says, Chris says, uh, while travelling on the metro one day, I overheard two hmm. ladies discussing a friend who was in hospital. One asked the other one how he, this friend was progressing. The reply was, I don't know how he came on after his operation, but I know he died. God, is that two different stories? <laughs> it took all of my time to stop bursting out laughing, and there were well. several people nearby who were uh, taking all their time to keep a straight face. So there we are. It was a bit of a Victoria Woodline, that was. Wasn't it, it was. But, yeah, and congratulations you. to Jodie Fessinger, the gardener uh, from, uh, I think, Christchurch in Hampshire. Okay. Yeah. He set a new world record for pushing a lawnmower the furthest in 24 hours. He travelled 57.6 miles. Pushing a lawnmower? Yeah. He must uh, have a massive Rufus. lawn. <laughs> that's exactly must have a hell of a stripe in it. Did he, did, that's what I said to Rufus. Did he actually go round, sort of, you know, mowing the same bit? Did he? Did he sort of find a very long? Well, my guess is a it wasn't on. It was just a lawn mow. He probably took the blades out. He just pushed it. He just pushed it. Oh, no, it's got to be on. It didn't cut any count. grass, it's not, did it? It's not cutting grass. He's going to have to stop count. every five minutes to empty the basket. Aren't you? <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. There's no point if you're not actually cutting any grass. That's just that. You're just pushing a wheelbarrow. You might as well push a wheelbarrow. Well, I think you find a wheelbarrow is not a lawnmower, Andy. You don't know much about gardening, do you? They're very, two very different. Well, I've got a garden. Oh, okay. Oh, I take it back. Then. I couldn't tell. Well, sorry, mate. You can't tell the difference between a wheelbarrow. And a... Well, I haven't got a garden. Oh, fair enough. That will make sense then. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and what a week it been for. Uh, it what a week it been. What a week it. What a week it been. I know Goffy's not in, but you haven't got to talk like him. Just more like my. If he's not here. Being in these sturmy arches. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Oh, now. Oh, that's uh, I think is that available to download and listen to on there. Well, I think we may be playing an omnibus edition yeah, on Friday. To, oh, okay. No, tomorrow. Oh, yes, oh. actually on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Just give me a good. This is the there. new um, everyday tale of cycling folk, which appears on the, <laughs> on uh, the warm up on Sundays with uh, Max and Barry. I and have to say, Sir I enjoyed it. I thought it, I thought it was funny. We uh, had the, a brief cameo. Didn't we, we did. Uh, the listeners uh, seemed to. Well, I'd say they were polarised. Uh, some people seem to really like it. And other people uh, hate it. Hated it. Exactly. Well, that's a bit but, harsh. Well, that's fine. Mm. Uh, Max embraces that. He embraces yeah. the haters in a what's way. What's the that, hate about a, a? Well, I think they. What's the hate about a little soap opera involving <laughs> Olympic gold medalists? For goodness' sake, what's wrong with you? I don't know. A lot does, of people would really does like. Does throw it. himself into it? Does he? Is he quite method? Mm. Does he throwing himself into sell his lines? But I think I feel for Max a little bit because he's really throwing himself into it. He's got quite lovey about it. But Barry, of course, is quite a laid back fellow. Barry, and so's um, 
Bradley. Yeah. So it's a little bit difficult for him, but he, I think he's sort of whipping them into shape. Oh, okay. And they, they seem to be quite into it, so that's good. Tremendous, okay. I enjoyed it anyway. And uh, Lewis Hamilton, I mean, what a week he had. He flew to Milan and Shanghai, yeah. uh, and then back to London, and then to New York, and then back to Singapore. I mean, that is... I mean, he's going west to east, east to west. I mean, that... I mean, even going first class, no wonder he looked a bit 25,000 miles he did, didn't he? Promoting his Tommy Hilfiger range. I wouldn't have bothered, really. And then really. Got, got behind the wheel. They tell you not to do it. Good job we didn't fall asleep halfway around. <laughs> yeah, it would have been <laughs> Great good. idea in a Formula One car. He well, just nodded off there. It was a good race, though. Very tactical. Not that I understood any of it. Do you love tactics. a good tactical F1 Well, race, I don't really get it, but I quite like. I quite enjoy that. It's all about the tyres and mm. when you change them and what tyres you're on. It was one of those races. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, from that point of view, it was pretty, pretty good. And uh, and Brooklyn Beckham, he's uh, he's going to be at London Fashion Week uh, taking photos. Yeah. I don't know how he got the job, but he'll be there taking photos mm. of the various people. And they were all there yesterday. Although her business is not losing quite a bit of money. Did you see that yesterday? I think Losses. They'll be, I think they'll be all right. Oh, yes. They will we may be talking later on about a, quite an audacious, uh, as they say in football terms, an audacious swoop for a top player. If you haven't seen it, we'll keep our powder dry. But Bex... Hmm. Bex has shown a real interest in a top player to kick off his Miami franchise. When we say top player, we mean the top player. You can probably work out who he is. You'd be a bit past it by then, and, you know. I don't know. So it's, 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 sort of, it's a sort of good idea, but I don't, I don't now, know whether it'll happen. I've no idea. Andy, you use Match of the Day not just to kind of keep up, up to speed with what's going on hmm. in the world of association football. You like to uh, perfect your impressions of the... Of the Premier League manager. That's right, yeah. So, um, Maurizio Sarri, the Chelsea manager, you've been working on him. I have been working on him. I've noticed he's a bit Tony Soprano. Uh, so, you know, he's got a bit of a, it's quite a nasally yeah. sort of voice, and I like him a lot. So. Well, in, I, I've listened to this. Well, have a listen to this. Uh, we go to Mexico. <laughs> At one point, I think we go to China. We definitely go to China. We definitely go to China, but uh, <laughs> okay, let's see here it is. It's Andy Jacobs' attempt to give us the Chelsea manager, Maurizio Sarri. I'm very happy here with them. I'm very happy with them. I, 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 I always think that uh, we can do better. I always we, think we can do better. Do. <laughs> That's very Mexican. Uh, we are very yeah. dangerous in the offensive phase, but uh, uh, at the moment we are not uh, so solid in the defensive phase. We're very far solid in the offensive <laughs> phase, <laughs> but not so far solid in the defensive phase. Hi. As I want. I think as I, as I want. <laughs> yes. I then followed up with a very good um, <laughs> Neil Warner, but I, I messed it up slightly, so I'll yeah. bring you that one next. You keep week. working on your Neil Warner. <laughs> what we want to hear you do is uh, <laughs> the Watford manager, Jakanovic, and so no, the uh, Fuller manager. Uh, yes, I know. I'll, I'll give it a go. I don't know why I haven't tried. I'll, all right, I'll Having definitely... grass here actually would be quite difficult. You're going to have to give mm. that a try, Andy, if you're going to try. Well, and... you know, a lot of them are sort of just <laughs> generic, really. Well, just... they, well, they basically all sound the same when yeah. you say generic. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I mean, isn't it? Yeah, I don't mean generic. They're, they're not the same, but they, you know, there's not a lot of difference between Unai Emery and uh, Javi Gracia. Okay, well, maybe if you're Spanish, <laughs> no. you can notice. Well, the I'm sure, yes. Yeah. Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. The single most important thing is to Ertz and the Channelized Bimbingus at the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? 
Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, Hawksby, Annie Jacobs here on TalkSport. Um, uh, currently, uh, at the moment, you can go and see a fantastic exhibition if you're up in uh, Manchester, the National Football Museum. Bands FC. Uh, it's an ingenious thing. If you haven't heard of it before, here to explain is uh, one of the founders, uh, Nick Fraser. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm all right. Thanks very much. Yeah. So tell us, uh, first, tell us. I mean, you kind of just explain it. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a funny one because on in real life, you just show someone a picture and they go, oh, I get it. Mm. And then when you've got to explain it in words, we've boiled it down to yeah. bands as football teams, yeah. football teams as bands. Mm. And then you have to go sort of visual. There's, uh, there's, there's, it's a bit like Fight Club. First rule is there's no rules. Yeah. Um, so, for example, uh, arch art punks throbbing gristle mm. become Partick Thistle. <laughs> yeah, in uh, the Harry Hill you, style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Uh, you've also got, but as I said, there's some sort of, there's some that are more difficult to uh, work out. Franz Ferdinand as a band, you were looking to uh, base them on on a club badge, and I was trying to have a guess, thinking of their Scottish roots and everything. But of course, you've gone down a completely different. Yeah, we've gone down O level history route. Yeah, uh, we chose FK Sarajevo, <laughs> the place of the assassination of yeah. the original Archduke Franz Ferdinand, yeah. who, who didn't make any albums, um, and. It was funny on that one. We were showing our workings out a little bit. We had a few choices. Do you go for the colours of the club or the colours of an album cover by the band? Mm. And we put it on there and uh, a guy jumped in on Twitter and said, the one that on the top right is the, the one to use. And the guy was uh, Alex Capranos from uh, yeah. Franz oh, Ferdinand. From the band. Oh, oh, fantastic. Well, enough. it seems the band have invested because there's an awful lot of bands we know love their football. And yeah. some you've gone... You've kind of given what they want. Kasabian are big Leicester fans, of course. Yeah. Uh, you've given them, effectively, Kasabian is a Leicester badge, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and some, they, 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 some you can't argue with. Man, yeah. You know, um, Oasis was only ever going to be Manchester City. Unless you really wanted to wind them up, you put it on yeah, United Yeah, Bonehead was badge. a United fan. That's why he was never on that ticket. Oh, yes. When, so, when yeah. in the stands. And the charlatans at Charlton, obviously. Yeah, and then they're there, so there's no relation, apart from it looks a bit like it. Yeah. See, um, Motorhead... Became Motherwell. Oh, really? the, oh, so, and we all think they're really obvious. But the funny thing is, you then do that as um, as as a thing, and people working it backwards mm. is that bit more difficult. And then people go, "My goodness me, that's clever!" And you think it's kind of not. Yeah, yeah. So there's some hidden things in some of them. Who draws them? Who's does the actual artwork? Uh, there's uh, Mark Liptrot, who uh, hopefully isn't um, uh, shying away from his. Uh, 
uh, artistic duties as we speak, listening mm. into this. He's uh, pretty much the other half of what we do. And then we've got some sort of guests that came along that loved what we did. There's probably four or five of those, and we became this little sort of gang that never met up. But yeah. the Football Museum came in and said, do you want to do this? And we were like, why yeah, not? Great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Some of them need a bit of explaining, but when you do explain them, I mean, of course they it is visual. Sense. But the, the PSG Daft Punk one... I, I couldn't see it until you told me. Oh, there they are. Their their helmets. Yeah, that was. Um, and it, and it yeah, makes the badge and the Eiffel Tower. It's very. Clever. Rich designed that one. And he said, "I've got this idea," and it came through in sort of a rudimentary version. We thought, "Wow, this could be amazing," you know. And mm. and um, then it was about simplifying it more and more and more. That it kind of works in the negative space around the Eiffel Tower. Yeah. And. Um, Shortly after we that that one set the internet alight a little bit, and we got um, uh, an email or a direct message to start with from somebody at Sony Mm. requesting um, two prints for uh, the yeah the band loved it yeah it's fantastic the um so I see Tim Burgess from the Charlatans was kind Mm. of involved sort of it was early on I do some work with the Charlatans and they did a thing called North by Northwich which was their going to their spiritual hometown and doing loads of events Mm. and as it ended um, it was just about the time the World Cup was starting and then this sort of joke between myself Tim and Mark was if a band didn't Footballize itself a little bit. Yeah, you might as well uh, go on a short holiday mm. and come back. And we so then it sprung in our minds of how would bands be more footbally. And the idea, like the second one we did, the first one was Liverpool with um, Echo and the Bunny Men, mm. mm. and that has a natural link because Max, a huge Liverpool fan, um, uh, we we put some stuff changed the. Um, uh, uh, put some lyrics on there, put some hidden messages. And then the next one we did was what we're calling either Wolverhampton Wanderers. Yeah, I was right. a bit mystified by that one. Yeah, or um, the Molyneux Tang Clan. So that's, <laughs> yeah, um, of course that's it a Wu-Tang is. That's oh, a Wu-Tang yeah, 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 Clan. Yeah. Is, yeah, and yeah. just dropped in those colours. And you don't realise how much work your brain can do. Yeah. Because it, it might not identify exactly what it is but if you know if you're a big Wu-Tang flat fan or a big Wolves fan mm. or there's that Venn diagram where people are like oh my god yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm the biggest Wu-Tang clan fan yeah <laughs> and, and, and I'm from uh, I'm from uh, probably Rampton the, the level so, 42 one is and Dortmund is brilliant the way you've yes. done that that's and so that's a, a friend of ours called um, Stan Chow who's got a big history of uh, and we asked we sort of early on we said to Stan oh would you do one because we really love what your work and then the first one came in. Mm. The second one came in. I think he's done about nine now. Oh, okay. He's done one of the real fantastic ones. You show somebody the badge and they've not got a clue, even big football fans. But it says Ultravox on it. Wow. And if it means anything to you, mm-hmm. it's Rapid Vienna. Oh, oh of course. Right. So there's yeah, yeah. so it's there's like jokes, there's like a quiz, there's yeah. like it's, it's clever. Sometimes it's the kind of you you can see how the evolution happened. Red hot chili peppers, you've got the writing in the round on their logo and the and so then you look at Bayern Munich's badge with the writing in the round and it allows you to kind of morph those together. Yeah, so and we did, that's why works, we did some of those um sort of we call them like how to cards. Mm. The the cover of um ACDCs for those who are about to rock is a cannon. And it was like, when we saw these things, it was like, there's, well, you know. It's only one team. Then, what, what's there, your really? background then? Is it, um, is it music journalism or music? Uh, no, or? I, I, I've done some stuff with um, 
banned merchandising. I did mm. a thing with the Charlatans where we made their songs into the um, into the London Underground system, mm. where it all worked of crossing over. Mm. Meant it was on two albums, and it was. And at the sort of dawn of social media, I kind of got this thing of like some. I've been a stand-up comedian. Uh, I just I'm sort of semi rubbish at quite a lot of stuff, <laughs> and so so, uh, so I'd done all these different things, and when social media came along, it, it kind of like you know a dumb idea in the pub was just between six of you, unless yeah. you dared go over to another table and go, <laughs> "Who just thought of this?" and they kind of scowl at you. So it's it's sort of like this. The giant pub. It's a brilliant idea. So it, it is and great. It, it, and yeah. I was just going to ask you how the the exhibition at the National Football Museum came about. Presumably they'd heard about the work. Yeah, they, yeah. Um, the Twitter went nuts pretty quickly. Mm. And, and and it was that thing that a lot of influential people were kind of going, oh, wow, have you, have you seen this? And we were doing up to eight or ten a day. Mm. We were just getting these ideas and, and we were just loving it so much. And we thought, here we go, this will be three days of us keeping busy. And that was like eight weeks ago. You did a, you've done a beautiful uh, Spurs one for us, which is lovely, which is um, it's, it's a rabbit standing on a football, sort of panelled football with Goethe written on it. And of course, it is Chaz and Dave. Yeah, yeah, and you couldn't really do somebody else, could no. you? I'm sure there's other, you know, and Chaz and Dave, they were... The, it's, they're not a joke band. They're a, no, they're a decent, they certainly are decent outfit. Lovely. That's well, look, it's cute. been the great. Proclaimers, that's Hibs, isn't it? Yeah, the yeah. Proclaimers again. Yeah, there's a, there's a thing of <laughs> forty thousand of them singing "Sunshine on Leith." Yeah, yeah. When all the I think it's Rangers fans left. Left fans have left the ground. <laughs> well, brilliant. People should go along to the National Football Museum up in Manchester and, oh, and go and see the exhibition. It's or New on... York, where we're taking it next. Oh, are you taking it next on the? Oh, lovely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's, whichever's easier for you. Yeah, yeah, folks. yeah. Uh, well, lovely to see you. <laughs> Nick's a brilliant idea. Thanks for coming in. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Don't ask me. I'll be quick, Andy. Don't ask me. Five okay. questions based on last week's shows. LeBron James, we discovered on Friday, yeah. was a not a fan of what? Square basketball. Square basketball. Um, we talked to Martin Routledge, the author. Beautiful coffee table book about what subject on Thursday? Beautiful coffee table book. About? About, what yeah, was it? It, says, it, was, yeah. uh, it wasn't stadiums, it wasn't beautiful badges. coffee table. Oh, was it badges? It was badges. badges. It was football club badges. No. <laughs> the Beast joined us on Wednesday to talk about his excellent uh, autobiography. What's his real name? The Beast. Yeah. He joined us in the uh, studio. The Beast. Excellent. We had a half hour with him of great war stories of times <laughs> at different clubs. Um... We spoke to him for half an hour, Andy. <laughs> I can't remember. It's four o'clock. Who was it? John Parkin. <laughs> John Parkin. Oh, sorry, John. Okay, yeah. Sorry, John, if you're listening. Uh, we spoke to Uli Hesse, the um, author, German author, about which club? A book uh, about Dortmund. Which club? Dortmund. And finally, uh, Bill Leckie, and don't you forget it, joined us last week, just ahead of Scotland taking on which country they won, don't you know? Yes, they beat Albania. Well, oh, so it was just that Fantastic. one that John Parkin did for you. Okay. Award-winning, I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we are. That was this afternoon's show. Well, that Motti and Muhammad Ali. Fantastic. He's got a million of those. That's a... not remember John Parkinson. Such a memorable player. I know. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he just went. He just went. Oh, well. He won't hold it against you. If he no. does, he's about eight foot six. <laughs> okay. Uh, Max Rushton is in with Andy uh, tomorrow for the rest of the week. I'll catch up with you next Monday. Uh, until then, have a great week. <laughs> Hold that, please. Level five, thank you. Ah, you must be one of our new interns. Yeah, hi. Nice to meet you. Hi. Now, the most important thing to know is to Ertz and the Bypassal Rise plug sale. The most important thing is what? Sorry. 
the single most important thing is to work in the channelised Bimbingus of the Bypassal Rise plug sale, and you'll be fine. Uh, yeah, that sounds important. Does work chattel sound like gibberish to you? Find collaborative articles with tips from the LinkedIn community to help you get through those tricky conversations. Making work make sense? LinkedIn knows how.